0: Last time on Colony Confidential. I don't care how many plans anybody makes. There's always something that comes up and merging issues. You've got to be able to adjust to them and deal with them.
1: Pat, are you talking about like a global pandemic? <laughs>
0: That's so weird. <laughs> they don't seem to be doing a great job with that, huh? One thing that that I wanted to get back to. We have a salesperson that walks in cold call. How does that yeah. work? Because I, I tried that, but you would go in there like, I don't have time for you leave your card. I was better off going to the dinners of other healthcare facilities and meeting these people. And I met a lot of them playing racquetball too.
1: I don't know. You're very charming. I I think you would be just as successful. Oh, don't tell him that, please.
0: (laughs) Wait, I got to write it down. What's today's date? (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm sure you hear it all the time. All right. So what are we talking about today? Don't
1: worry about it. Just sign up. I'll be your guiding light.
0: Good, good, good. Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. Ed Sheehan for Colony Confidential.
1: What's up, everybody? It's Joey Buns, the Brains. A lot going on over here. So, you got your second shot. How are you feeling? I
0: feel good. I had a wonderful memory late last night. I was lightheaded. Remind me of my episodes back in the 70s, early 70s, before I met your mother. Killed too much to drink. You're a little lightheaded. So, anyway, the arms a little from the shot. And I tell you who helped me. Jamie told me to take that uh, leave or whatever it is
1: Mm -hmm. every
0: four hours. So unlike her, I I woke up at four o'clock in the morning, set the alarm. So I took it at eight o'clock, 12 o'clock, four in the morning. And I just took it eight o'clock this morning. So I don't know if that's what's doing
1: it, but I don't feel too bad. I know I'm not a hundred percent, but good enough. Yeah, but I, w- I wondered if it was just my mind playing tricks on me because everybody this whole fear-mongering. You know what? I thought of the same thing because I walked out of
0: the place and I'm like, oh, oh, well, oh. I'm like, I've been on this freaking street a hundred times when I was a kid. And there's a lot of traffic here. And then I said, shake it off, nothing. So you got a shot, let's go. Drove home. I got home, my friends were here. Little Leo, oh, I show up. Little Leo's outside. You know how he barks eh, 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 like that? He's like, all right, I'm coming. Oh, he was just thrilled to see me. So, anyway, uh, I had some egg salad when I got home. And then, oh, I had New England clam chowder, the diet kind. And uh, is a diet
1: New England clam chowder?
0: Yeah, there is. It's basically what it is. It's a lot watery. It's watery compared to the other stuff. It still tastes good enough.
1: And I had a hamburger. That's how a traditional clam chowder, if you go up into New England, is made. It's more of a broth than that creamy shit that we're used to.
0: I've had it up there, and this is thin. Yeah. So, whatever. I was tired. I went to bed early, 11 o'clock. That's (laughs) it. At least you got it, right? Now that's it. I got it. Got it. Now, of course, today, I wake up, uh, I turn on the TV, there's Roseanne with some. Guy, there's a new strain. It's only in New York. So is, th- is that true? That's what, yeah, the guy, they had it on TV or on the internet. It's got to be true. The guy <laughs> looked like he was a professor, but he looked like he just got hit in the ass with about 100,000 volts of electricity. Oh, my God. So you know what? It, it, it He filled it in. They, they filled in the spot, the time, and it's something else to concern about. It's only in New York. And then towards the end of the guy's thing, he said, with this one here, you're probably only going to get mildly sick. Well, so fuck, excuse me. So why are we putting that on? Just tell you, I seen a lot of older people, older than me there yesterday, very <laughs> frightened. I don't know, whatever.
1: Everybody's scared. People don't want to see their parents. You know what I mean? People haven't seen their parents in a year. I know.
0: Hey, what else? Some woman who's running for some office said that Andrew Cuomo made improper advances. Paul said to her, let's play strip poker. Um, is this a new one or is this the same one from a month ago? This same one from a month ago, but she's more more specific. And she said that was the culture around the place with him.
1: Listen, here's the thing. He made a ton of enemies. I'm not a fan of him. Let's just talk there. Yeah. He made a ton of enemies with everything that he's done recently. And this is part of it coming back to bite him in the ass. Whether the statement is true or not from this woman, I think this is part of some of the retaliation that's happening to him. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. But he's done it to other people, so screw him. He just threatened that guy, uh, whoa, the council guy, right? Anyway, I just got off a networking Zoom. That's why I was late. It's a new group. One of our old contacts that used to run one of the colleges that we serviced recommended me to the group. And if you're only one category, uh, business. So if I'm the only pest control, there's only one electrician, so on and so forth. Nice. So it's good. Okay. So the whole Insperity series, you just can't say enough about some of the takeaways from Jill, oh. which was the making sure you interact with your team and their loved ones their family, things like just meeting them, or have a cup of coffee or lunch. As we're here talking, Chris texts me a picture of one of the guys. He popped up on it today and is now buying a breakfast. Okay. And what is he saying to the guy? Nothing. He's just meeting He's just popping up on him to. He was in the neighborhood. So he knew the route that the guy takes. He's a train technician in Manhattan. So he just waited just to see, because guys like to create their own uniform at times. So the guy passed. Yeah, we had everything on. We got the new backpacks with the logo on it so that they don't use unbranded stuff. Can I get one of those? Sure.
0: (laughs) Look, it just gave me a look like, why did I have to tell
1: him that? (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what I thought. But yeah, I use it. We got it specifically for the train techs, but we ordered two or three dozen because it has a sleeve that your laptop can fit in. Yeah. So I use it and a very proud moment for me. I brought it home two weeks ago and I showed the kids and Avery was like, I want one. And I was like, "Ave, you got five backpacks. He's like, yeah, but I'm gonna use this one every day. And when he showed up yesterday with all of his uh, school stuff, I was very proud, almost shed a tear. He had it on. Somehow ha- he's rocking the colony one, so. Also, we're going to have to do another round of Q&A coming up in the future because we got a lot of people asking questions about rats and mice. Okay. Yeah. I'm available. Are you now? I'm
0: available. I'm available.
1: So look, with everything going on with today's leaders, the difficulties are that the teams are becoming more disconnected and fragmented as people have to stay home and work from home and their normal communication channels or social interactions are disrupted people are anti, and I think this is part of what we were talking about with Jill trying to still interact differently. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you want to stay interactive, that's why we're doing some of these parties and stuff like that. And of course, your kid apparently miss me very much. We're on here almost every day. I got it.
1: One of the uh, things that I've been fortunate to learn and try and do it with the leaders in my team is giving them the space. You have to allow your team and your leaders to fail sometimes, right? The trials and tribulations of failure make them better.
0: You're talking to the choir here because I learned a lot of stuff by
1: failing. (laughs) People are scared to fail. So confronting that fear, the uncertainty of it all, experiencing the frustration is going to allow your leaders to transform. You hired them for a reason. They were good or whatever it is but allowing them to experience all those things is going to allow them to transform into great leaders.
0: It's great to see somebody that comes in and uh, is a little hesitant and stuff, and you know, a year or so later, guy's got his
1: act together and he's really good at it. And you say this all the time, you have to turn adversity into advantage. And the leaders who have gone through adversity are more likely or most likely to be the ones with resilience and resolve to succeed. So it's one of the things that I'm trying to instill in my managers as well. Catching people before they make the mistake doesn't really teach them.
0: It's no good. (laughs) They expect you're going to jump in. They don't buy their decision. He'll make it wrong. He'll jump in. A quote from Winston Churchill. The truly great are separated from the merely good by how they react to adversity. Before I read that, I used to say, everybody gets a little shit in their life. How you react to that shit matters more than you got some shit. And it doesn't matter how much money you got, everybody gets a little shit.
1: There there was a meme many years ago, and it was a big loaf of bread, right? Like a hero. And it said, the more bread you want, the bigger the shit sandwich.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is true? Irving Roth. The late Irving Roth once told me, whatever
1: you own, owns you. That's a terribly true statement. But look, and we're talking about this and allowing your leaders to fail and everything like that. Just one piece to that. It's not allow them to fail and then be like, oh, I hope they learn their lesson. It's allowing them to fail and then having the empathy and the wherewithal to have a conversation with them without being accusatory, even though they messed up. Like, it's okay. Here's what you did. Is how it could have been done differently, no. and it's just allowing them to learn from it and helping them learn and coaching them through it to get them to to and, understand what they did wrong. and And after a while, they'll probably get that on their own. You can't continue to fail at the same thing once you learn. But failure builds character and and does make you stronger and have more wherewithal to continue on the next time a bigger failure happens. Okay, it's about the conversation. This is what you did,
0: but. When- Went a little off track here, and I understand that, but you do, be better off if you did this. Your outcome would have been more
1: advantageous. Yeah, and remember, we spoke about this with both Jill and Pete. More often than not, team members leave their managers, not the job. They took the job. They're leaving because of people.
0: Yeah, I got it. I remember that distinctly. And I can remember guys that
1: left because of me. <laughs> Hard to imagine, but that ties into a lot of things. Also, somebody could leave your company because of a person, but you need to look at that too. Did you hire for your culture or do you have a bad manager? You, you, well, you know, Irving, you know what Irving,
0: you know what Irving Roth once told me? What? I was telling why when I fired some guy and this was wrong with him and that's wrong with him. He told me, did you ever take a look and see what's wrong with the boss? And then the more I thought about it, good point. So I might've got to, I don't know, maybe I changed a little bit. So
1: look, we're talking about leadership. Um, Companies prefer employees or applicants who have an innate leadership skill. Managers usually prefer leading people who have a common understanding of their leadership style and approach. Gaps of leadership are bridged by two-way communication where managers have a system or platform for mutual agreements with teams. So remember, we implemented that predictive index about a year ago. That helps with this. When you're hiring somebody, you can understand their behavior through predictive index, you can see if they fit for the position, you can understand how to communicate with them, with their manager. So whenever we're hiring someone dependent on the, the position, if it's a customer service specialist. Once we thought about hiring them, we would do a relationship to their direct manager, but then also to the other customer service specialist, so that we had on how they would all communicate together. So it's like a chain with a lot of links in it. Yeah. The behavioral assessment tells you, remember, you got the relationship with me and you, and it said our positives, how we communicated well, and how a conversation with us would go. And, And then it had tips. On what to look out for that were bad about dominating conversations and what you probably don't remember the whole thing, but it was pretty spot on with how we communicated. Some of our managers, when they're going to have a conversation with their team or one-on-one, they will go over their predictive index and think about the conversation they're going to have and understand better how to relay that message to the team member, whether it's positive, whether it's negative, they use that predictive index to, to understand how to communicate with that team member. Yeah. It's a lot. It's too much for you. I see that. So Pro learner said employers in the U.S. spent top dollar to develop their workers skills through training and education. Yeah. Did you do that when you were over there?
0: Uh, I wouldn't say top dollar. I did send them to uh, different seminars or whatever. But I had a thing. You went to take the uh, 30-hour course. That was an incentive for them to pass, besides the fact that we give them a raise. And we could take them out of doing apartment buildings, which the apartment buildings we had are not like the ones you have. once they got the license, we could put them into nursing homes and hospitals and other
1: high-end things. For me, getting your pest control certification or license is mandatory. If if you don't, we usually terminate you after nine months. Yeah, I had a problem with that. I had two guys couldn't read. I got to be honest with you. I wouldn't hire those people. And once I found out, they would be gone. Yes, I agree with you.
0: But one of the guys had been been an exterminator longer than me. He was good. And uh, he didn't mind going into these apartment apartment buildings. And I had said to somebody, okay, maybe we can get a book in Spanish. And I was told, no, you don't understand. You can't read Spanish or English,
1: but whatever it was, what it was. Everybody else went, took the test. So like nowadays we used to mandate that you had to get your certification within nine months, if you weren't a certified applicator, yeah. become a technician. But then what what we were running into is guys who were good, who were trained well, did their job well, were good team members, just for whatever reason, didn't have the drive. And we were like, damn, we don't really want to fire this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you come to find out maybe they're not good with money, whatever the case is. So this year we implemented two things. One, the day you're hired, if you're a service tech, you get asked two questions. Would you like? To do in-person or online 30-hour course. right now i think our friend fayed on coney island avenue is doing in person still but that's you yeah. answer to that question in person or online okay and do you want the deductions to start in your first paycheck or your third paycheck and we deduct what the cost is for everything we pay for the course we pay for the, the hundred dollar fee to secure your seat yeah. we pay for half of everything so what we're deducting out of their check is their half of that right. cost okay so that there's no real excuse and then we're still giving them the nine months to complete it all but now so what happens no- if you deduct half the fee and they don't go
0: get taken in nine months you, you terminate them do they get their money back
1: No, because we already paid for the fee. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. It's theirs anyway. That's why, especially if you do an online one, once you assign it to the person, that person owns it. Yeah. We have a deal worked out with one of the online classes right now, so we can just assign it. But once it's assigned, that person keeps it. And if they decide to finish it after being terminated, they still have the benefit of the class and, and they can still take the test. Another thing with hiring, you just spoke about somebody that couldn't read it, but with the rapid growth of social media technology and marketing, it's going to result in the need for team members or candidates who have these digital skills. Right. So the number of social media managerial positions is growing every day. You see what Patrice does with everything for the podcast. You taking your videos, me doing my morning check-ins, that's all The social media realm, and you are going to start to need people like that. So, you know, the the cool thing about that position is it ties into what a lot of the younger generation like with the remote working, flexible hours, and those increasingly becoming the norm or the order of the day. Yeah, things have changed. I got it. The other thing too, with all this freedom, as leaders, we have to find a new way to maintain our team and ensure. The workflow doesn't go down about building this into your remote team's day, having a check-in with them, doing a 20-minute phone call or a 30-minute phone call or whatever it is. Or we've had people who have done early morning yoga sessions with their customer service team. Our service manager, part of his strategic initiative for 2021, instead of company meetings, he is doing smaller meetings with his service techs on a weekly basis. So So, that company meeting used to take an hour to an hour and a half because we would touch on safety. We would touch on a lot of different things. So now with Tom's idea, he's going to touch on a lot of those things. Remember, he's meeting with them weekly. So if let's say he's maxed out at 12, he could have groups of three or four and then every week, and he is meeting with them via microsoft teams right now and he also put those teams together how he wanted those small groups using the predictive index and everybody's profile okay all of this stuff just allowed us to pivot sorry forced us to pivot that's another word words people can't wait to get out of their vocabulary pivot the new norm zoom (laughs) yeah true though so another thing to look out for is that leadership Gap can worsen with a lack of appreciation for the team. Right? You always the horse is carrying the carriage. Your your favorite 1922 saying. One of the easiest way you as a leader can show your team that you care is to express your appreciation for the work they do. And I have ingrained this in my team's head. You will see throughout the course of a day, from a CSS to a quality control specialist, service manager, director of operations. If they read a report from one of the guys, somebody will respond, great job, good catch, great fine. A lot of people tend to think, I pay you, so that's it. What do I got to thank you for? But we're learning that you do still have to show your appreciation in other ways.
0: Yes, you're right. I, I was a big believer in that. And I what I found out is that a lot of
1: people never
0: were told how good they were
1: in a certain area. It was always negative. Yeah. It's a lot to get used to if you are used to ruling with an iron fist. (laughs) But and I think I learned that early on. I took your iron fist approach and realized it wasn't going to work anymore. Good for you. Yeah. You notice I've become much nicer these days. Retirement will do that to you. Speaking of retirement, I'm going to have to leave in 15 minutes. That's fine. So listen, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this talking about hip development, taking care of your team, how to do these things, how to maintain them with all things COVID and the new norm of all of this working remotely, especially with all of these new types of positions that are showing up like social media management and whatnot, where those people don't necessarily need to be in your office. You can see the productivity through what's happening on social media and if that person is doing it well. A lot of what we spoke about today ties directly into the whole Insperity theme with what we've been doing and the whole series with them. And don't forget, if you want to find out more about how Insperity can help you in your business and take some of that burden off of your shoulders, you can call them at 844-942-3259. It's 844 942 Three, two, five, nine. Tell them the brains and the talents, thank you. All right.
0: <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. America all the ships at sea. It's Sheehan for Colony Confidential. We had a nice talk today, reinforced things, and I hope you learned a lot. Anyway, until we meet again, Mr. and Mrs. America, God bless
1: you. What up, everybody? It's Joe Sheehan, formerly Joey Buns from Colony Confidential Podcast. Do you know why I don't go by Joey Buns anymore? If you answered no, then you're missing out on everything we got going on on social media. Go check us out and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, as well as other social media platforms. Tune in for updates and videos of what goes on behind the scenes of the podcast, and I want to thank you again for listening. Now let's go.